You're listening to The Effective Statistician, episode number 32, British Airways, CROs, Programmers, why you should start with why. Welcome to The Effective Statistician with Alexander Schacht and Benjamin Pieske, the weekly podcast for statisticians in the health sector designed to improve your leadership skills, widen your business acumen and enhance your efficiency. Please subscribe to the newsletter that we have as we would like to survey our listeners to provide better value. Just visit theeffectivestatistician.com. We are also planning to give you weekly short and actionable advice through this newsletter in the future. Another reason to subscribe to the newsletter. Next year's conference for the PSI conference is coming up and the oral presentation deadline for the abstracts is 23rd of November. So please submit something and have another reason to travel to this amazing conference next year. In today's episode, we'll chat about why you should start with why. You probably heard about Simon Sinek's talk and his golden circle, and it's all about that and how it applies to our world of statistics. This podcast is created in association with PSI, a global member organization dedicated to leading and promoting best practice and industry initiatives. Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to special interest groups, the Video on Demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars and much, much more. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member. Hi, this is another episode of the Effective Statistician with Benjamin Pieske and Alexander Schacht. Hi, Benjamin. Hello, Alexander. <laughs> nice talking to you. So today <laughs> we talk about a very, very interesting topic. Um, I've stepped over this um, quite a lot in the past and it's kind of becoming a, a pattern. So I thought it's a good topic for an episode. And um, just to kind of introduce it a little bit, um, recently I, I flew with uh, British Airways and um, I, you know, I always try to um, get a seat very much in front uh, so that I can quickly kind of get on board and off board. <laughs> like everyone in the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... Um, so, um, and as I'm pretty tall, I always want to sit on the aisle. Uh, Me too. And, <laughs> I, know, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and so, so, when I checked in, I saw, oh, there were so many kind of seats already taken in the areas that I actually wanted. And then I was sitting much more kind of in the middle of the plane. And the funny thing was when I went on the plane, it was kind of 70, 80% empty, you know? And all the seats that I were actually, you know, wanted to sit were empty. And I said, this is, this is bizarre what's happening here, yeah? And then um, uh, someone else, you know, just, just a couple of seats in front of me um, uh, asked, um, 
uh, you know, the stewardess, um, what's, why are we all sitting here in, 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 you know, in the middle of the plane? And she said, well, this is just for um, correctly balancing the plane. Okay. That's the why. Yeah. I said, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, save fuel, save travel. Oh, great. Squeeze them all and, together. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and just by knowing this, I had a completely different, you know, view on that. I said, well, I wasn't angry about BA anymore. I was thinking, well, that makes sense. Yeah. So um, I understood the why of this and not, you know, the what or the how, the why. And I think that was, that was very, very helpful for me as a, you know, as a customer to have a positive experience. Indeed. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's often where you know you sometimes you know you're you're um you're confronted with uh, a result, something where you say, Okay, but why is it that way? And you know, if you get the answer, if you get the why, you better understand and accept what is the you know, why why the decision was taken or is taken or you know, why why the result is as it is. No, so, so, for example, your processes in your company gets updated, yeah? And you really loved your old processes and you were familiar with them and now you need to change everything. If you don't know why, it can be really, really disturbing and frustrating and actually demotivating. But if you understand, well, there is this new business requirements that you didn't know about or there is, you know, there was this incidence and to, to kind of prevent this incidence from, you know, occurring again in the future, we change the processes or things like this help you very much to kind of buy into things. Yeah. Um, I think it's also um, in, in, for example, where I saw it in working together with, um, with CROs from, from my perspective, you know, giving, giving them a bigger picture of why we actually do the study, you know, how does it fit into the, uh, overall submission, uh, strategy for the compound? You know, why is, do we have these timelines? Because these fit into these kind of other things. Yeah. And that's why we have the pressure. Hmm. Um, explaining these things will help a lot to, you know, get buy-in and and uh, get yeah, people, people motivated. I mean, this is this is this is an important point. I think this is sometimes being missed, as um, especially if you talk about CROs. We, are, you know, it's often the um, they're sharing the information that they think is necessary for the CRO to work. So people are sharing, but it's for motivating and for partnership, it is far more important to share more than this to give the reason why we are having, as you said, the timelines, why we are having the study at all, why we are using this analysis, why, you know, there's always a story behind, so a why. And sharing this is really motivating people because they're feeling more as a part of the whole, let's say, story, whole process, whole, um, you know, work that needs to be done. Yeah, I think you create much more kind of a overall team approach. Yeah, yeah, and, mm -hmm. yeah. I think also uh, a really important incidence uh, where you need to 
come up with a why is if you have a new team member, yeah, um, and that comes on board, and you know that could be within your you know new direct report that you get or new team members in your cross-functional team. Um, giving them the background, okay, why these kind of things happen, why, you know, we have made these kind of decisions, why we ended up, you know, in this situation, which, you know, may be, you know, suboptimal from a, you know, today's point of view. But, you know, in the past, you know, these things always have some kind of history. Yeah. If you come new to a project, you sometimes think, hmm, why is this? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You think, why is this set up in this stupid way? Yeah. And um, if you don't know then the why and you don't get an answer to the why, it's, uh, you know, you may even think, well, do I work with good professionals here? Yeah. Um, and I had that, this kind of um, feeling very often coming into new teams because, you know, it just lacked the history hmm. and lacked kind of lots of different information on the why. Yeah, I think it's also that, that the new team members do feel more integrated if they have a feeling of or if they have an understanding of the history of the group. Because usually, I mean, there are many things that they missed out because they are new and they don't have the history of everything. But if you create their, you know, their uh, kind of a vision for them that that they are part of the history, so they have the understanding of the why, um, why it happened in the past, why there was a decision taking, that really puts gives them a lot more. Uh, of a team membership than it is just, uh, yeah, that's the way it is. That's the way we work. It's, you know, no, yeah. why? Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, why do we do all these kinds of things? Um, it's, it's one of the three things that Dan Pink uh, talks about, you know, see the pillars of motivation. Mm -hmm. And, and one is this purpose topic. And uh, this starting with why speaks especially to this, purpose point in terms of some motivation hmm. um, and you know if you know why you're doing things you also encourage people to come up with alternative approaches to fulfill this why yeah hmm. um, if you tell them exactly how to do things They will do it. <laughs> <laughs> They will do it exactly that way. And, you know, and if, and, but the problem is very often, you know, um, there's all these kind of little details or um, other things that you haven't thought about in telling them how to do it. <laughs> and um, when they then confronted with these decisions that they need to, to make on a, on a daily basis about all these little things, if they don't know why they're doing it, they may not have the correct information to make the right decision. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think it's, it also touches the point of what we discussed in one of the, our earlier episodes regarding the, you know, when you get into a meeting, um, you know, you don't, you don't, get in there and saying you know this is this is what i i need to do and and but the reason really you have to ask why am i here so yeah. 
what yeah. is the purpose of the meeting? So why am I here? And not, you know, just to get out of the meeting saying, oh, now I need, I, I do know what I need to know. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, it's always good, great, you know, meetings are great. Any general kind of discussions, one-to-ones are very, very good to start with framing it, why you're doing it. Um, so I think, you know, having that on your agenda in, in the introduction is, is really, really helpful mm. um, to kind of set the scene accordingly, to give everybody kind of a frame to start. Um, if you get into a meeting and people directly go into the details, um, you very often lose, you know, what's the bigger picture. And the meeting very easily comes kind of uh, digresses or, you know, gets off track or um, you get lost, you know, in, in the trees and don't see the forest anymore. Yeah, people people are not, you know, feeling being involved because they just uh, don't lost the the you know the bigger picture they're not motivated to to work on this because they they are yeah yeah it's it's um it's the why yeah yeah another point is um if there is disagreement on the what or how it helps a lot to first get an alignment on the why because that helps amazingly to create a team and to create a team spirit that at least you have something, you know, some common ground to start from. Hmm. And you can do that kind of proactively by kind of, you know, in, in a, so to say, preventative way to always start with a why and always kind of build this. But you can also do that in a, um, sometimes in a reactive way. When you see that there's conflict, when you see there's disagreement, when you see this uh, misalignment, um, it helps to kind of step out of this misalignment on, you know, what to do things and first kind of build a common ground on why we are doing things. Mm. And it's usually much better to kind of, much easier to agree on that. And it's, you know, builds this momentum of, um, of team spirit again. No, absolutely. I think it's it's um, important and also to remember, I mean, moving away from the why is that the, the second point, you know, once you agreed on or you discussed on why you're doing this, then you usually set the goal to say, you know, where do we want to go? And then the last point is the how. Exactly. So, so exactly. that's why it's quite uh, often a mistake of starting with the how you know, giving directions of what to do and, and so without introducing the why and the, you know, the goal and then um, talking about the how. Yeah. Another example, um, I was, you know, you're, you're tasked with um, organizing your next bigger staff meeting, yeah, where all the people get together um, for maybe one or two days. The first thing I would ask if I would, you know, <laughs> have, have this responsibility is, what do you want to achieve with it? Why, why are we meeting? Yeah, because I can, you know, I can come up with 10 different agendas for it. Yeah, um, um, all kind of different, completely different. Yeah, 
So, so, and um, do we meet for kind of information sharing? You know, do we meet because um, we have lots of new team members and we want to kind of get them on board? Um, you know, do we have an issue with uh, team spirit? You know, want to do we want to do some team building? Um, is there a bigger project coming up that kind of we need to structure? Is there, you know, um, have we just finished a project where we do, you know, some, um, you know, review of the project? What, you know, went well? What didn't went well? What can we learn from it? Uh, do we just celebrate something? Yeah. There's all kind of different things that you can, can come up with, you know, why you have a bigger staff meeting uh, and possibly a combination of these. But if you don't know why you're doing it, it's nearly an impossible task to um, fulfill the expectations that your management has. Hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, even if it's team building, it's uh, it's a quite you know, it's something about the why. I mean, if it's not a specific occasion, but really some something to do for the team. Um, And I think that's where also leadership comes in. You know, if you're tasked with such thing. Ask why you're doing it. Yeah. So um, if you go into a team meeting and people go directly into the what and how and you don't understand the why, ask for it. Mm. Yeah. Um, that will very often open completely new opportunities. Yeah. No, I think this this is false back. It's it's just looking at this from the other way around. I mean, it's not only that we should share um, the information of why. It's it's definitely also that you know for any of our our work, for study work, for anything there, there should be the question of why are we doing this and where's the, you know, you know if is is there um, a history maybe that you should understand is there some inf information or decisions that has been taken so what what fly what goes into the uh, into let's say the meeting that you mentioned um, and and then we can consider the what and the how yeah and i think it's kind of you know part of this leadership topic that we have as a reoccurring theme in this podcast um, good leaders ask for the why Or, you know, give the why. And give the why, yeah. And um, it's a great way to um, to influence people, to get people on board and uh, to make people, you know, follow you um, if, if you present this why. So mm -hmm. I think it's a, it's a key tool in your leadership box that you need yeah. and it you know, i mean there's yeah, nothing to do with administrative leadership by the way yeah no 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 definitely not <laughs> but no no what i was going to say is, is um, i mean there are restrictions on the why i mean sometimes there you know you can't share information as a leader with a team you know it's um, confidentiality reasons or some so there might be sometimes um, a little bit limitations but in general there is There's, you know, there is a history that you can share and um, to take the people with you and motivate them to, you know, for to, to create the how and the why. Yeah. And I think very often the, the why is pretty unconfidential. 
because it goes to kind of your personal motivation, your personal purpose. And well, you could be cynical and say, well, we go to work because we get paid. But um, if you just go to work to get paid and you know to to get the money for you know a, as a painkiller, so to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So, you're probably doing the wrong work. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not the situation <laughs> we would like to be in. <laughs> no. no, absolutely not. I mean, yeah. no, that's that's the painkiller then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just another reference. Um, of course, you know, we are not kind of the creators of the Start with Why. There's a famous TED talk by Simon Sinek about it, and. Uh, Lots of kind of uh, other things that uh, uh, he presented about this, um, and just also you know if you go on his homepage, you can you know find ways to dig out your personal why. Um, if you uh, if you don't understand that yet, um, but the TED talk I, I really can recommend, and you can find it in uh, the link to it in the show notes. But um, even if you just search for Simon Sinek on Google, you'll probably very, very easily find that. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for listening. And uh, you find more information, as Alexander said, on our uh, homepage around this. And uh, yeah, hope to talk to you soon again. Yeah. Just check out theeffectivestatistician.com. Uh, Bye. Bye. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks for listening. Please visit theeffectivestatistician.com to find the show notes and learn more about our podcast, Boost Your Career as a Statistician in the Health Sector. Also, there you can subscribe to the newsletter. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your colleagues about it.